We now turn to Halaftavari for our weekly individual personality of the week, the outside of the week. And this week, a somewhat different uh, example, not one of the great Gdolim whose spelling we read, but a character, personality, who was quite famous in his time and for hundreds of years afterwards in Eastern Europe, specifically in Vilna, an almost mythical character, but whose grave was found in Vilna, and to any Jew in Vilna, he was like part of the local uh, spiritual landscape, the man known as the Geret Tzedek of Vilna. Haraftavoy. On the second day of Shavuos, we have a tradition that it is the yard site of one of the most famous, interesting characters in the city of the city of Vilna. The person known as the Ger Tzedek of Vilna. The Ger. Although there is no definite factual knowledge of the story, it has been passed down through the ages and is a common theme told in many yeshivas and much literature, including plays, have been written about this story. The Legend has it that there was a Polish count, the Graf Potoki, who had a son known as Valentin Potoki. He was brought up, obviously, in a well-to-do family, a family which had all the pleasures, all the conveniences of its time. The son, Valentin, apparently went to France and became friendly with a fellow whose name is called Zaremba, who is also a Polish aristocrat. The story has it that they, when they were in France, they noticed an old Jew learning and they asked him if he would instruct them about Judaism and about Torah. Apparently, in quite a short time, they became proficient in Hebrew, learned Tanakh, and began learning. And this young Valentine decided to convert to Judaism. He went to Amsterdam because that may have been the only place in that area where conversion was allowed. Generally, it was considered a crime against the government to convert to Judaism. He went to Amsterdam, apparently converted there, and then he went to Vilna, eventually winding up in Vilna, and became a parush. He became one of the Vilna Jews who sat in the base medrash, who learned, and was not involved in the cultural world of his time, certainly not in the economic class of his family, rather remained a very, very simple Jew. Apparently, one time, a certain person was felt that he was insulted by the gear, and he went and informed the authorities that this gear is living in Vilna.
The authorities, of course, arrested him. As I said, there was a, it was considered a crime against the government to convert to Judaism. And there was a court case, and he was sentenced to death. Although the death sentence was appealed, no reprieve came in time to save the, the gear now known as Avraham ben Avraham, Avraham being, of course, the father of all Gerim. No one intervened on time to save him, and indeed he was burned at the stake. Tradition has it that he was bur- burned on the second day of Shavuos. The authorities apparently also issued an edict that no Jew could attend the funeral. No Jew could attend the auto de fe. And there was one person in the town of Vilna, we have his name as Eliezer Ziskis, who was probably one of the few Jews in Vilna who did not have a beard. And therefore, he was the one who could somehow pretend that he was not Jewish and attend the funeral and have uh, not the funeral attend actually the the auto de fe the burning of the gear and according to tradition he collected the ashes of the gear and he even found a physical remnant of the body itself and he brought it to Kever Yisrael the issue that what is discussed in many yeshivas is the relationship of the Vilna Gaon to this story. Since we know or we have the tradition that this took place in 1749, Shavuos, the second day of Shavuos 1749 was the day that Avram ben Avram was burned. The Vilna Gaon was active in Vilna at the same time. And of course, the question remained what the connection of the Vilna Gaon to the Ger was. Somehow, we instinctively feel that there must have been a connection because in Vilna, the grave of the Vilna Gaon was adjacent to the grave marked as Avram ben Avram, the Ger Tzedek of, Av- of Vilna. There is a tradition that is said in the yeshivas, I heard that it was said in the name of a Baron Cutler who said he heard it from the Chafetz Chaim, that the Ger Tzedek was offered by the Gra a chance of being saved. There is some debate whether the Gon actually visited him in this jail or not. It could be not just a question of whether the Gon wanted to visit him or not. It could be a question whether the authorities allowed visits. Nevertheless, the room, the story is that the Gon said that he would in, invoke Kabbalistic secrets in order to save the, the Ger from his fate. According to the story the way I heard it, the Ger refused such an offer. And he said he preferred to die a Kiddush Hashem. Now, the reason that I've kept saying tradition has it and legend has it is because there is no historical evidence or very little historical evidence 
of the truth of this story. The fact that the cemetery did have does have a grave which says Avram ben Avram seems to indicate that there was at least a serious base for such a story. And in Vilna, the custom was, before the Holocaust, the Jews really did have a custom of saying Kaddish on the day of Shavuos, which is the yard site of the Ger Tzedek. And also, they made a a trip to his kever, as it were, both on Tishabav and before Yamim Naraim. So, there is a definite tradition that this story took place. Why do we not have much or any carburating literature? Perhaps it could be that his family, which was obviously an influential family, tried very much to hush the story up. According to the way we have the story, the mother of Valentin, the mother of the Gertzedek, came to see him before the judgment was imposed and asked him to renounce Judaism and return to his family. And apparently the authorities would have acceded to that request. In fact, there is a tradition that the government acceded to the request, but their permission to cancel the death penalty was received only after after Shavuos, after he indeed died. The influence of the family may have been so great that any historical evidence or any written evidence of the story might have been obliterated because of their efforts. So, the fact that there's very little evidence doesn't really prove what actually happened and, and the tradition is, as I said before, the fact that people have argued whether this could have taken place, because people do argue certain historical points. For example, was the auto de fe invoked at that time to somehow resist the concept of conversion to Judaism? And I don't have the exact information about it, but some people claim that this could not have been true. The the story reminds us of another classic story of conversion, and that, of course, is the story of the Kuzarim, who were allegedly converted to Judaism en masse. And the story, of course, is preserved in among other places, but in the introduction to the Kuzari, to the book of Rabbi Yudah Levi, where he tells the story of the Kuzarim. Now, at that time when the Kuzari was written, we know that the situation of the Jews, politically, economically, was very poor. And one of the purposes in writing that Sefer, in writing the Kuzari, was to bolster the pride of the Jewish people, and to show that even someone from a royal family, like the king of the Kuzarim, and his nation, realized the greatness of Judaism, and this was supposed to encourage the Jewish people. A very similar case could be made for this story. At the time, of course, 
of Vilna, as well as many periods of Jewish history, the Jews were actually downtrodden and very poor. This story was perhaps designed to show in a similar fashion the greatness of the Jewish people that even this non-Jew born to such an aristocratic family who lacked nothing realized the beauty and the depth of Judaism and converted. One might even speculate that the legend that this took place on Shavuos is related to the fact that Shavuos is related to Gerus, is related to conversion. We know that the entire Jewish people were considered as converts on Shavuos. And of course, we read the story of Rus, the convert on Shavuos, on the second day of Shavuos in Chutz Laretz. So it might very well be that the story was centered around Shavuos to show the concept of Gerus. The fascinating figures of of Vilna, of course, the historical evidence of the Gra is well based. The story about the Ger Tzedek is not as well based, but we pointed out tradition, the basic points that tradition has about this story. It reminds me of another story about a character who lived in Vilna. There was a person in Vilna known as the Vilna Apikaris. He was the Apikaris of his time. Apparently a super kafel shmona, a well-established Apikaris. They tell stories that people who were somewhat skeptical about their own beliefs decided to visit the Vilna Apikaris. One story has it that a person came to see him and he looked for him, he went to see who is this Vilna Picaris, and he found him studying Gemara and he found him involved in Milcham Toshotaira. He was involved in the give and take of learning Torah with other scholars in Vilna. And the person said to him, Rebbe, you, Rebbe, you are the Rebbe of the people who, who study Torah. You're, I thought you were an Apikaris. So the, the Apikaris said, and who are you? He said, he's also an Apikaris. So the Vilna Apikaris said to him, and what have you learned? What do you know? And the person admitted his ignorance. And, the, and allegedly the Apikaris, the Vilna Apikaris said, you know, I'm a real Apikaris. You're just a, an illiterate, ignorant person. The other story about the Vilna Apikaris is that a person, also known as an Apikaris, came to visit the, the, the Vilna Apikaris and to see how Shabbos is celebrated or recognized in his home. And he came and he saw that Friday afternoon the Vilna Apikaris went to the Mikveh, went to Davin Mariv, made Kiddush, and the guest was astonished. This is the Vilna Apikaris. Why is he observing Shabbos so much? Finally, he mustered enough courage to ask him, why do you really keep Shabbos so much? He said, just because I'm an Apikaris should mean that I don't see the beauty of doing Shabbos? I don't see the beauty of the spiritual uplifting idea of going to Mikveh before Shabbos, the concept of Menucha, the concept of a day of utter rest. Why should I lose the beauty of Shabbos just because I'm an Apikaris? So he said, okay, I can understand why you observe Shabbos, but why do you refrain from Malacha? 
Why don't you do some malach on Shabbos? Some work on Shabbos. And the Apikari said, but that would disturb the whole beauty of Shabbos. The whole idea of Shabbos is a Yom Menucha Kedusha, a day of rest and holiness. Why should I lose that day? So he said, okay, I can understand that. But why don't you do just one malacha? Do one thing in order lahachis. Lahachis is to cause him to be angry. And the Apikarius allegedly answered with a smile, lahachis? Lahachis whom? The beauty of this story is also that although we're talking about someone whose belief in Judaism seems to be quite shaken, but nevertheless, it emphasizes the beauty of, Ju- of Judaism and its traditions. The, apparently, the story was propagated within the yeshiva world, although it's a story about an apikarius, to show that even people who renounced the real concept of Torah mitzvahs understood the beauty of Torah mitzvahs. The story of the Ger Tzedek teaches us the beauty of the Jewish people and how people are willing are, if, to see the truth and willing to lose their family, leave their riches, in order to become attached to Judaism. You've been listening to Araf Tavori discussing the Gerot Tzedek of Vilna, whose yard site falls this week.